0: Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You may return to your seats. Our first speaker this morning um, has attended numerous summits. We got to know Brother Poindexter many years before he became the successful evangelist that he is. It's great to have Sister Poindexter here as well. And also his pastor, and pastor's wife are here today. Tremendous people, tremendous people. Brother Justin Poindexter has blessed Cornerstone and our daughter works many, many, many times and felt very strongly last year to extend to him an invitation to be our speaker here this morning. Amen, would you stand one more time and put your hands together under the Lord for the man of God as he comes in Jesus' name.
1: Everybody give it up to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So wonderful to be at Summit once again. Man, well, I've got some work to do. I want to give honor uh, to my pastor and my pastor's wife, Cindy and Ron Erpelding. Man, I showed up with cornrows, saggy jeans, some diamonds, I mean, cubic zirconia. I thought they looked good, but I didn't get the Holy Ghost till I took them out. We're Sister Shell Knight. She prayed me through to the Holy Ghost. She said, take them out, take them out. As soon as I did, God filled me up. Was- <laughs> Obedience. Amen. I love my pastor and my pastor's wife, and uh, amen. I've just never met a finer man than my pastor. And uh, I don't want to open that book of tears up. Praise God. It's, amen. And uh, it's a delight to have my mother and my father in law with me jesse and valerie Silver. <laughs> somebody came up to me and said now your in-laws look younger than you do i said i don't want to talk about it man <laughs> and uh it is most most splendid delight to have my wife and my son with me i love him she's a Christian woman and I love her and Pastor and Sister Mayo um, I'm just totally indebted to them for not only their relationship and friendship mentorship but for making this exquisite fine example throughout all Pentecost if you need to figure out how to get it done this is where to go, amen, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13, in verse 19, it'll be a little redundant to say how good the preaching has been, but it has been dynamite, praise God, it has been fire, it's been lava, these men have prayed, fasted, I mean, you can feel it in the atmosphere, praise God. 1 Samuel chapter 13 verse 19 and 19 only now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel for the Philistine said lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears my title today Is that there is a smith in Israel. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your love, your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands one more time. Somebody can get healed today. Somebody can get set free today. I feel it in the atmosphere. Somebody can have the chains broken off today. It's in that name. It's in that name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. The young teenage boy was a handsome young man. He was a smart young man. He was very dapper in his dress. The nice leather shoes, the cotton, the linen, the pinstripe pants with the matching vest suit. The pocket watch. The year was 1916. He was dapper for his day. He would be dapper in our day. He was going somewhere. Blue and a white pinstripe shirt. Stiff starched unblemished cuff and collar. A nice felt bowler hat. And there he sat standing walking with peanut butter brown, genuine leather traveling gloves. Before him, there was the nice laced stroller as he pushed his baby brother with little feet hanging out in white leather shoes. He gets a few blocks and he sees two of his peers, the town bully, and the jock coming his way. And they are walking towards him on this Saturday in 1916 with the baseball cleats, the Red socks pulled up to their knees, the pinstripe red and vanilla baseball jersey. And the numbers embroidered on their back, hats cocked to the side, freckles, snaggle tooth, baseball in hand. Glove in the other, bat on the clavicle. And they stop to mock at the young man who is on his way to having a board Saturday. They begin to poke fun at his shoes and his clothes. They begin to mock him because he has been restricted from any free activity. You know, we we get to have fun at the park. They mock and they laugh. Belly aching laughter. And the young man grips the stroller and begins to go forward. Pause. What you are looking at is the first painting in 1916 of Norman Rockwell that he titled Home Duty. What I like to call home business. Not much has changed since 1916. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of similarities. In 1916, the first Piggly Wiggly opened up. 1916, World War I had already begun. Some battles calculated a million casualties. The first blood transfusion had already initiated. And in Browning, Montana, the coldest day, The temperature dropping from 44 degrees to negative 56 in 24 hours. Charlie Chaplin, the famous filmmaker, actor, and comedian, had just signed one of the first Hollywood acting contracts. Another Canadian woman by the name of Mary Pickford, for the first time in U.S. history, and signed a million-dollar contract through Hollywood. 1916 would be the year in America that it was the first United States swimming championship. 1916 would be the first time in hockey that the Stanley Cup had ever been played for. It would be the first time in 1916 that the first professional golf tournament would be played on U.S. soil. In 1916, the Chicago Cubs uh, would play their first game at Wrigley Stadium uh, that would make all-time history. Not much has changed in ni- since 1916. In 1916, a woman by the name of Margaret Sanger opened up her first birth control clinic at 46 Amboy Street in Brooklyn, New York, that would later be called Planned Parenthood. Coca-Cola would drop its first bottle of Coca-Cola. The San Diego Zoo would open its doors for the first time. Not much has changed since 1916. But in October of 1916, if you had been in St. Louis, Missouri, and would have turned down a certain street and parked your car in front of a certain Assemblies of God church, And walked to the front door, you would see 500 and some odd men sitting down with a piece of paper in front of them. Called the statement of fundamental truths. It would be there that because of the new Jesus name issue, that they got a little insecure. And they would make all of their membering preachers sign this document. Stating that you believe in the Trinity and the Triune formula of baptism. And if you would have walked in at the proper time, you would have saw 156 men stand to their feet, drop pen on the floor, push paper to the ground, and walk out and say, I will not be a part of a religious world that doesn't believe in Jesus' name, baptism. Somebody clap your hands uh, and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ah, Not much has changed since 1916. Piggly Wiggly still open. Oh, you can go and you can pick off the shelves of the world uh, and you can get whatever sin you want to get. You can get it in every motif, uh, every color, every design. Uh, Oh, you can pick it to your pleasure. Oh, we still living in cold times. Planned Parenthood is still banging on our doors. And the religious world is still saying, Why don't you come on and be a part? But I'm glad to be a part of some individuals that have stood to our feet and say, I will not be a part of this world. <laughs> Woo! Huh? Huh? We are part of a world. That says, I will come out of the sports world. I will come out of the Hollywood world. I'll come out of the religious denominative world. Amen. I am a called out believer. Chosen by God. Sanctified by the spirit. Uh, You may be seated. For it said, come out. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness what communion hath light with darkness oh what concord hath christ with Belial? what part hath he that believeth with an infidel Oh, what agreement hath the temple of God with idols. I like this part, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Oh, it feels good to be separated. It feels good to be called out. Paul wasn't done yet. He said, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father unto you, and you'll be my sons, you'll be my little boys, you'll be my little baby girls, and I, saith the Lord Almighty. (laughs) (laughs) Having therefore these promises, Dearly beloved, oh, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I want to tell you, God's looking for somebody that'll come out from among them uh, and that's not afraid to be separated. Uh, They're not afraid to be called out. Uh, Oh, I'm glad to be called. Oh, you may be seated we walked out and they started calling us derogatory names like Jesus only woo well that's a compliment where I come from I'm not no theologian nor am I some scholar but that's a compliment where I come from Oh, oh for there was none other name given among men whereby we must be saved paul i know jesus i know i don't really know anybody else but jesus only i guess i guess i'll answer it like asaph did when he was putting his lyrics together in psalm 73 verse 25 when he said who in heaven do I have beside thee? Oh, it ain't Gabriel. Ah, no, Michael's cool, but I'm not interested in Michael. But there's one on the throne that I'm interested in. There's one and there's only one that I'm interested in. He said, and who on earth do I have beside thee? Oh, yeah, I like that. Jesus only. Praise God. They started calling us derogatory terms like, oh, well, y'all just won this, folk. Well, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of thy might these words which I commend thee this day uh, shall be in thine heart uh, and thou shalt teach them diligently uh, unto thy children uh, and thou shalt talk of them uh, when thou walkest by the way uh, and when thou sittest in thine house uh, ain't got time to talk about preachers uh, ain't got time to talk about negativity in the church uh, got time to talk about Jesus uh, when you lay down uh, and when you rise up uh, I'm looking for God and God alone. Maybe seated. Yeah. Preaching one place, one time. In this uh, very distinguished man came up after me, Middle Eastern man. He said, uh, "You've got it all wrong." He said, you Christians, you Christians, you've got it all wrong. He said, you believe in three. I said, let me stop you right there, chief. You got it wrong. I said, we are part of a group that is of the original, the original pattern, the original design, the original motif. Repent and be baptized in the name of the one true God, in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. From that moment, I couldn't stop. I said, oh, James two, nineteen. thou believest in one God, uh, thou doest well. Uh, the devils also believe, uh, and they tremble. Uh, Isaiah 43, verse 10, uh, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, uh, and my servants whom I have chosen, uh, that you may know uh, and believe me uh, and understand uh, that I am he. Uh, before me there was no God formed, uh, neither shall there be. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not, came into his own, but his own received him not. Oh, but the word was made flesh, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, that Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Oh, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible, and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created for him and by him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And we are of a people that says, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Uh huh. And vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments and the logic of this world, and not after Christ. For in Him, who? In Jesus, who? God, who? Jehovah, who? Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead And you are complete in him. He may be seated. We build this thing brick by brick. Except the Lord build the house. Mm. They labor in vain that building. We build it upon the apostles. And the prophets, yeah. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Oh when you start talking about laying brick, it gets my attention. Ah, uh, I start thinking about occupations in the Bible, and man, there's a lot of them. When God called Moses to build a tabernacle. He said, I need some men that are willing to work. You start studying occupations and crafts in the Bible, you'll find out that there were carpenters. and Man, there was uh, all types of craftsmen. There was carpenters and there were uh, those that dealt with pottery and those that dealt with dyes and cleansers and apothecaries and perfumers and those that did the embroidery and Men that were part of the, mason, the masonry and, and uh, there was a lot of painters and those that were involved with weaving. And there were shipbuilders and tailors and barbers and butlers and bakers and uh, even shipbuilders and tent makers and even winemakers, praise God. You'll remember that Joseph was a carpenter. We read about Peter being a fisherman. You read about Paul being a tent maker. Paul said, I'm a tent maker. He said, but in the spirit, he said, I'm a master craftsman. I thank God that there's still some craft in the church. You know, a carpenter, carpenter can build things. He can, he can take a piece of wood. He can measure it out just right. And he can cut it at the right place. Thankful that there's carpenters in the church. Oh, they look at the uh, the work war- world and they say, yeah, well, you can have my Mondays and my Monday nights. You can have my Tuesdays and my Tuesday nights. You can have my Wednesday days, but oh, my Wednesday nights. Oh, I'm building a kingdom of God no, I'm thankful. No, you can't. No, I've cut it at the right end of the. End. You can't have my Wednesday nights. You can't have my Sunday mornings. You can't have my Sunday. I'm building a kingdom for God. Yes. yes. Oh, Moses, when you blend this anointing oil, Oh, sweet myrrh, pure myrrh, sweet calamus and cinnamon and olive oil. Moses, you can't do it yourself. You got to go to the apothecary. You got to go to that perfumer. He he works it. It's his craft. He deals with it every day. His hands uh, smell like sweet incense. I'm thankful for apothecaries in the church. That when the stink of this world is on me. oh I can go to the prayer room shop and oh start putting hands in the perfume and oh start calling on the one that's sweet oh yeah yeah when I show up to service uh, smelling like sweet perfumes uh, and the incense and the frank I'm thankful for the apothecaries in church hey Peter sat by the seaside of a one called Simon the tanner you can tan hide pretty good. You know, if you tan in a hide, that means the the animal's dead. Woo. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, need a good tanner. That'll preach to my flesh every once in a while, brother. I got some animal instincts on the inside. I've got something. I I need somebody that's going to preach the word of God and kill this flesh. You know, they even had barbers. I know that's another story. Praise God. Nothing like a good shave. Praise God. Let the church say amen. Amen. But uh, you may be seated. But one of the oldest crafts in the Bible was that of the smith. Worker, stone, wood, gold, steel, copper, iron. Oh, a smith was one that worked not haphazardly, but he worked with a certain skill, a certain dexterity, and a certain balance. He worked with a certain technique and expertness and a certain aptitude. He worked with a certain adroitness, a certain uh, just a certain type of genius, a certain talent. A man, and with tools in hand, he could create anything you wanted him to make. Tools, for the most part, were hammer, tongs, chisel, and last but not least, the fiery coals. Smith could take anything, put it under fire long enough, beat on it long enough, and you can work it in any direction you want to work it. problem with the smith is just about everywhere you read in the word of God it was a smith that gave God problems there was a man by the name of Cain his name literally means smith maker you may know him as Cain oh you know Cain One day, walking with his brother, they're laughing, went fishing, come back, taking the back cut, wiping away gnats and fleas and whatever else is out in the country. String of fish, they went laughing. Came somewhere down the road and got angry at his brother. God had tried to talk to him many times, but on this particular day, he had a motive. And they laugh. <laughs> oh, man, you remember that time you, you caught that string of fish and you put it under daddy's bed and that thing running for seven days. He chased you around the whole farm and they're laughing. <laughs> they're grabbing shoulders. They're putting arms around the back of the neck. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And Abel turned his back in a morose Nightmarish, dark cloud got a hold of Cain, and he had a weapon underneath his garments, and with force of a smith, he lodged that weapon into the back of his innocent brother, Cain. Abel jerks forth and he turns around and his body and his nerves are, 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 are bobbling and his mind and his body in the cold, is shock and he looks around at his brother and he grabs him in his coffin <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> he can't get it out and Cain chives it in a little bit further and Abel's trying but he falls to the ground as a dead man blood licks out of his body. And the smith <clears throat> looks at him. Chop yeah. done. And he walks to his shop. And then the Holy Ghost comes. While he's working, sharpening his tools like a smith does. And God says, where is Abel, thy brother? And the smith says, I ain't no shepherd. I'm a smith. Mm. Am I my brother's keeper? And God says, I hear his blood calling from the ground. And you know the story? And God looks at the smith and he says, you get your tools, you get your instruments of destruction and you get out of my Israel. Tell you something, the church doesn't have a place for King Smith oh God said there'll be no Smith in my Israel yeah well, who, who's gonna who's gonna till your fields right here God and the furthermore who's gonna be a shepherd God said I don't need that ministry I don't need spirits that kill brethren He said, pack your stuff, get your tools, get out of here. First John chapter three, verse 11, John the beloved said it like this, for this is the message that you heard from the beginning. That we should love one another, not as the Smith, not as Cain who slew his brother wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous i want to tell you there's a smith trying to get in our israel today Uh, there's a brother killing brother critiquing brother slaughtering spirit uh, and i'm here today to stand up and say no not in my israel Uh, i love my brethren Uh, i love my peers Uh, i love my preachers Uh, i love my church No, I want my brother. You feel safe around me. You feel safe around me. I'm not going to get around tables. No, 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 no. no. Okay, you're my brother. You're my brother. You know, I'm not. No, no, no. Seeing you have purified yourselves. Amen. And obeying the truth uh, through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart. Fervently. He was saying you got to stretch it out. Fervently right there. It means right there. Yeah, I'm after my brother right there. Yeah. God said, I have no room for the Smith in my Israel. No, no, no. I don't care what type of anointing you got. I don't care what type of gifts of the spirit you got. I don't care what type of prophetic ministry you got. Oh, Paul said, if I don't have love, he said, I'm but sounding brass. You know, that's the instruments of a smith. He said, I'm but sounding brass and I'm but tinkling cymbal. Oh no, God, I'm moving the cane smith out of my Israel. Upon this hangeth all the law and the prophets. Oh, he's strong enough. You know, love never faileth. You could put it on every answer on the test. Brother A stabs brother B in back. Does brother A get revenge? Or B, does brother A quit going to church? Or brother B quit going to church? Or C, does brother B quit going to church and get revenge? Or D, love him? And brother, you'll never go wrong. Circling D, which stands for divine. It's a divine thing. When you love your brother past his faults and past his failures and past his mistakes. Oh God. No Smith in my Israel. No, no, no. Uh, 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 No, not in my Israel. Uh, You get your tool. Don't come to me talking about brethren. Uh, Don't come to me talking about name dropping. No, I don't want to hear it. Just talk about the name of Jesus. Uh, Just talk about the apostles and prophets. I don't want to talk about my brother. You may be seated. It's our doctrine. Tell you something. Upon these two hangeth all the law. You 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 know how how staunch we feel about one God doctrine. But I'm telling you, you start critiquing brethren and kicking them down. Brother, you start chiseling on that one God doctrine at the same time. Tink, 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 tink. Come on. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Come on. Tink, 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 tink. Oh yeah. And who is my neighbor? Yeah, it's our doctrine. I love this doctrine. Man, I love this doctrine. One God. Jesus' name baptism. Speaking in tongues, separated, living holy. Man, sanctified by oh, consecration. Coming out of the world. I love our doctrine. Man. So that's what I first fell in love with. There's something in the Bible that reminds me of our doctrine. That's the rods that Aaron and Moses would carry. Why you say that? I'll tell you why. When God called Moses in Exodus chapter 3, he said, what do you have in your hand? It was a staff. And a lot of times staff is interchangeably with rod. He says, uh, I've, got a, I've got a rod. I've got a staff. He says, drop it. And he let go of it. And it turned into a serpent. Because you know, when you turn away from this doctrine, I don't care how fancy they look. I don't care how blessed they seem when you drop this doctrine, oh, you're dealing with one mighty big snake called false doctrine. All right. I like it because they go into Egypt and there's a rod in front of the Pharaoh. You got the Pharaoh, which is like the devil. You got Janice and Jambres, which are like false preachers. And, and man, we got our rods. We got our doctrines. And the, the world, the religious world's got their doctrines. And, and man, we got our God, our doctrine about our God. And man, and, and then Moses drops his and, and they drop theirs. And at some point in time, the Pharaoh says, there's three. Then he looked again and said, oh, there's one. Oh, I love this one God doctrine. Some of y'all were like that, said, no, 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 there's three, there's three. But we kept on preaching it. We kept on hammering. You took a second look, said, oh, there's one God. You better believe the devil knows who that one God is. Just hear me out. Man, I like it because David said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Boy, ain't nothing comfortable. Ain't nothing more comfortable than knowing you in the doctrine. It, it has nothing to do with emotionalism or feelings. It just knows, man, I'm in the sound doctrine. Praise God. Man, I, I, this is what I see. I see, I see Jacob needing a revival and multiplicity. And somewhere he finds a rod and he puts the rod in the watering trough. And all of a sudden they start duplicating and they start multiplying. I look in the scripture, Acts 2.42, when the Bible says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And the Bible says, and the Lord added, such should be, he added daily. You want to know how to have revival? You just keep putting doctrine in the watering trunk. Jesus' name, baptism, Holy Ghost, infilling, speaking of tongue, separation, praise God. Just put it in a watering trough. Watch God multiply. You know what? You scholars, you still can't figure out what that was. Nobody knows what happened. We just know it was all types of colors. All types of shades, ring straight, spotted. But hey, he was having revival. Why? Because he wasn't afraid to put the the rod in the water. Praise God. I look. and Man, they go into Egypt. And they take that rod. Stretch it over Egypt, I'm tell you, and for those that wanted to stay in Egypt, it got real uncomfortable. but for those that wanted to come out, man, that was a good time. You home Bible study preachers know what I'm talking about, and teachers when you you go into a a, a home and you start putting that doctrine out there, oh oh Uncle Jimmy, kind of get a little uncomfortable around here all of a sudden, Uncle Jimmy, who's been drinking on Jimmy. All of a sudden, he starts rehashing his Bible college extraordinaires and his Google expertise. Oh, you put that doctrine over Egypt. They put that doctrine over Egypt and all types of lice and frogs came out. Oh, that doctrine make you uncomfortable. Oh, but my grandmother, hey, ain't talking about your grandma, I'm talking about you. Well my grandma was a good lady. Grandma gone. I'm talking about you. There's only one Lord, one faith and one baptism. Come on. you know Come on. <laughs> Boy he took that rod, that doctrine he stuck it out over all Egypt and the whole land was filling up with blood. Come on. And they looked at it, the apostles and said, "Man, they are filling our land with this doctrine. And they intend to bring this man's blood upon us. You got it dead right. I want every man, woman, boy, and girl covered in the blood of Jesus by the waters of baptism. I'm taking my rod, I'm stretching it over Egypt. You may be seated. I'll tell you. Exodus chapter 32, verse 4. They come out of Egypt. now. Oh, Moses is gone. Oh, we need us a God. And uh, Aaron says, well, you know, you got earrings and gold and silver. Let me just, I'm, I'll, I'll skip over there. But he had earrings and gold and silver. And, you know, people will come up to you and say, well, the children of Israel wore earrings and nose rings. They were backslidden. That's what backslidden folk do. Jacob said, "Take your jewelry off, change your clothes, clean up, and come to the house of God." Anyway, 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 anyway. Watch it, watch it. Exodus thirty. Get get all the gold. Get all the gold. Give it to me. Exodus chapter thirty-two, verse four. And uh, and he received them at their hands, and he fashioned it. With a graving tool after he made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel. Question: When did he set the rod down and pick up the tool for the woodsman? Come on now. Where'd you get that? Where'd you, where'd you get that chisel from? Who gave you that chisel? There was a, a woodworker in the camp. I'm gonna tell you something. There is a woodsmith trying to get in our Israel today. Watch the next verse. He sees what he can do with the woodsman tool, so he says, "Man, give me a hammer." Pow, pow, pow. Oh yeah! When Aaron saw it, what he built? He built a wooden altar. Oh, so you like listening to TD Jakes, do you? <laughs> oh well, he was brother Billy Cole. Seems like different concepts to me. Seems like a different altar to me. you like listening to Steve Furtick, do you? Uh, Jenison Franklin, do I'm going to tell you, but though we uh, or an angel from God or heaven uh, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached, uh, let him be accursed uh, as we said before. So say I now again, let him be accursed. Hmm. That's the problem I le- Elijah had. I just can't see Elijah going to the prophets of Baal and saying, Give me a quote today. Right. Yeah. Come, on. Come, on. Come, on. Come on. Give me a little something, something. Yeah. Come on. I'm telling you, there's some woodsmiths trying to get in our camp. There's some weird concepts. There's some weird altars being built. Brother, you, 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 there's some weird altars being built. God said, I don't want my altars built so big that you can see the the glory of a man, if you know what I'm saying. This thing ain't about me. This thing's about falling flat on my face until my name is wiped clean, until my image is like he is. Oh, I'm telling you, they're trying to build different altars. Come on, come on, get your name up. Come on, get your name out there. Get all the spectators Come on, get all the attention. God's on the mountain with Moses, and Moses is hidden. And that altar was big. There was Pentecost going on up there. Oh, you know, Pentecost means the receiving of the law. Moses had to do a little repentance when he got up there because he had to step over some stuff. Mm. Stepping over drinking because you can't go through that. You can't take that to heaven with you. Stepping over smoking, can't take that to heaven with you. Mm. Stepping over lying, and stealing, and backbiting, and carnality, and movies, and television, and your soap operas, and your YouTube. Oh, oh, come on! You got to step over it. Praise God! You got to step over it. And God starts writing on the tablets of stone. And, Verse 16 says it was the works of God. And Moses is walking down the the mountain with the works of God. Like the disciples as they stumbled out of the upper room. And they say, oh, we do hear the wonderful works of God. As God had written the law and the God language on their heart. I want to tell you, but down below there was a different type of Pentecost going on. It was a naked Pentecost. It was a Pentecost of festivity. and Oh, be ye not... Idolaters, that's what some of them were. Oh, you know what I'ma do? I'm gonna get my one God doctrine, my Pentecostal faith, uh, and I'm gonna preach it harder than I've ever preached it. Uh, amen. I'm getting the woodsmith uh, out of my Israel. Uh, I'm not interested in false preachers. Uh, I'm not interested in false prophets. Uh, I'm interested in the one true God. Yeah, you got a Smith in Israel. L- listen, don't come to me talking about T.D. quotes, man. I'm just not interested. Give me some G.T. Haywood quotes. Give me some verbal being quotes. Come on, give me some voice you made quotes. Huh? Huh? Come on, give me some Kilgore quotes. Uh, amen. Uh, I, I want this old-time religion. Uh, I want this Pentecost uh, that my forefathers had. Uh, I'm not interested in new concepts of Pentecost. Second Timothy 4.14 Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works of whom be thou we're also Timothy. You know, what Paul was a strong man, but the coppersmith works with steel. Steel's the hardest of the hardest. And he wasn't impressed by Paul's hardness because the coppersmith knows you put the coals on him long enough. You put the hammer on him long enough. History says that Alexander was part of the church at one time. He got offended and became bitter. Spirit of bitterness comes, woo, inflames you of the recount of that offense, and the Smith says they hurt you, didn't they? Pow, you remember the day? Pow, wow. <laughs> hurt tears. Pow, oh, they didn't care about you. Pow, seven days a week. Pow, because the Smith knows. You know what the Bible says, Isaiah said in Isaiah 44 verse, verse 10, Who hath formed a God and molten a graven image that is profitable for nothing? Verse 12 says, It's the smith that worketh both with the tongs. He fashions that idol with hammers. He works it with the strength of his arms. He fits, he makes it fit. He, he's working that thing. Hey Amen. Yeah, he's hungry and his strength fails. You know the spirit of business is not going to give up until it, it gets you. He drinketh no water and he's straight. The carpenter, the, sh- the craftsman stretcheth it out with the ruler. Amen. He marks it out with the line. He-, he fits it with planes, the precision. Amen. He marks it out with the compass and he makes it the figure of a man after the beauty of a man that it will remain in your house. Accomplishment working, putting that image of a fence in you. And one day he's going to take your spirit. Into your spirit and twist your spirit and he's going to blow on you. You've seen bitter people. The coppersmith got him. Oh, the coppersmith wants to get in your prayer life. He wants to get you all twisted up at your preacher. Get you twisted up at your organization, your church. Get you twisted up at your brother. I say it's time to forgive. Oh, and let's bury the hatchet. I say I'm getting rid of the coppersmith. you may be seated see who had formed a God on oh, no a graven image God said I am a jealous God you see Jesus was on the cross and the Bible says that they took those iron nails and they beat them into his flesh you know who made those iron nails Smith made them bad boys I wonder if Jesus was on the cross he heard that hammering like the hammer of a smith. He said, oh, you ain't get me. Father, forgive them. He said, there's not going to be a copper smith. There's not going to be an iron worker in my camp. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I'm telling you right now, some of y'all need to look at those nails that they pierced you with. Like Joven said, they meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good. I didn't know, amen, I got crucified, but in the morning I woke up with Jesus. I'm telling you, there's beauty in the offense. There's beauty in the pain. There's beauty in the hurt. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Oh, you talk about crowns. Oh, David, where'd you get that gold crown at? Samuel didn't give you that crown. He gave you anointing oil that would eventually dissipate. Nobody would see your crowning image. Where you get that from, David? Oh, well, uh, everybody's looking at you. Oh, yeah, that goldsmith made that, didn't he? The goldsmith. To whom will you liken me and compare me that we may be equal? They lavish gold out of the bag. They weigh silver in the balance and they hire a goldsmith. And he maketh it a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him upon the shoulders. They carry him. They set him at his place, and he standeth, and from his place he removeth not. Mm. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer, nor save him out of the trouble. The goldsmith will make it beautiful. They lavish gold out of the bag, weigh silver in the balance, and they hire Netflix. netflix in 2017 one billion hours a week man sit in front of the golden image watch it buried it on their shoulders like a like a computer bag took it out like a cell phone set it at its place and it stands up and it doesn't move and they cry into it and they watch it one billion hours oh yeah you too One billion views a day. The Cold Smith is in your Israel. He's a jealous God. Oh, but we got that gold Smith working. Pounding. Instagram, pow. Facebook, pow. Hot coals of fire. Netflix, pow, YouTube, pow, hot coals of fire, and he's been in your spirit, and he's putting the wedge in your prayer life, he's working. Oh coppersmith works with a genius precision you better understand that there is a there is there's a purpose in all this the devil's working overtime, trying to get in your prayer room and build you an image he's trying to get in your prayer life and build an image of gold (laughs) 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 you're not a messiah messiah got trouble one day man just cruising along the avenues of the internet and i looked over and saw my newborn boy looking at what i was looking at oh i threw it in park it was glued to it something in that thing it grabbed him it was the working of the smith he created it like that to seize his attention and i said oh i've got a smith in my house You know, listen, listen, listen to me. I'm not here to play games. This might be the only time I'm here. You know what I'm talking about. You, 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 you tried to get off that thing and you try to let it go, but the smith put some gold glitter in that thing. Come on. Come on. Neither be he idolaters, as were some of them. John said it. My little children, keep yourselves from idols. Yeah. Yes. I got to get rid of the goldsmith somehow. Yeah. Whatever, you got to cut it off, cut your hand off. Yeah. What, what do I do? Well, uh, you know, I got covenant eyes listening to me, man. I don't know what's in YouTube, but brother, the, the smith has put something in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't going to beat it. You hear? You're not going to conquer it. You better figure out a way to get that Smith out of your prayer life and get that Smith out of your, I'm telling you, it's building some images and God walks into the throne room of your heart and he sees this great hours upon hours, hours upon You watching the internet, watching you, you better get the goldsmith out of your prayer life. I'm, I'm, I'm just suspecting it's upon us real soon that God's going to make a decision. Either it's going to be that or it's going to be me. I just I just feel it. In. We cannot continue to continue like this. Brother, I'm going places and I'm preaching and the spirit of God's moving up to a certain point. God says, I'm not going no further. Why, God? It's the same old problem. Idolatry. Listen, you know, when I was in seventh grade, my grandmother, bless her heart, my grandmother said, I don't want you drinking beer, I don't want you drinking whiskey, but you can have some wine coolers. Uh-huh. Seventh grade, I was, didn't even have no hair on my chest. <laughs> Let me tell something about your Documentaries. you can you can you can yeah i'm learning you can say whatever you want you're drinking wine coolers friend that's the smith that's the winemaker hey amen he's he's rubbing it in i'm telling you friend he said be sober be vigilant, because your adversary because the smith is working i said the smith you better get him out of your camp Remain standing to your feet. And there was no small stir about the way for a certain man named Demetrius a silversmith made silver shrines for Diana. Uh, yeah. Who brought no small gain. To the craftsmen. Who would he have called him together. With all the. Craftsmen of like occupation. He said sirs you know that by this craft. We have our wealth. Before you hear and see. They're not all in. That all in Asia, in Ephesus, there's this one named Paul who is persuading and turning the hearts of many that there are no gods that are made with hands. Yeah. <laughs> Furthermore, our craft is in danger. He said, In the great goddess in the temple of Diana, and her magnificence is in jeopardy. Oh, Diana. All the craftsmen were mad. You know who Diana is, don't you? The Greeks called her Artemis. The old Astaroth herself. They built columns behind curtains. Curtain. And there was the voluptuous image of Diana whose name means luminous and perfect. And it was all done by the work of the silversmith. You hear me today. At this very second, pornography, upon pornography, is being worked through that cell phone. Pow, 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 pow. While you sleeping with that thing next to your nightstand, plugged in, ready for 24-hour use. Brother, it bothered me. I was trying to look at news several months ago. and, And man, I'm just looking at the news and there was a thumbnail and I... It was a flash. I said, That's Diana right there. Uh-huh. Oh, she wasn't fully unclothed. But I know where she would lead the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. oh, you know, the numbers of pornography use in women are increasing. Oh, one out of four women that are, one out of four people that are addicted to pornography is a woman. They said, they said thousands every second. It's being streamed on the internet. Oh, you can you can be strong all you want. You can yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You say, well, I can handle it, but can your kids handle it? You know, it's amazing to me when they would heat up the arms of Molech till it was lava hot that there had to be some adult carry the baby and lay him on that burning thing. You better get the silversmith out of your house. We better do something, brother Jared Marks. We better do something because we can't continue like this. He's a jealous God, and and God loves us, and we can't be afraid. I'm done, but it was in November of last year or September. My son was born. And me and my wife looked at each other. At some point before he was born, there was, a, there was an evil presence that came into my room in that hospital. I looked at her with well, the moment it walked in. I said, did you feel that? She said, I did. It was a spirit of death. And it come from my little boy. And man, I didn't know what was going on. I'm, God, what is this? And man, he's struggling in the womb. Get out. And I said, God, what is this right here? And man, I called my pastor. We prayed. He said, "Don't you worry about it, and man." My son was born seven days in the NICU. My little baby boy. Man, come on, son, come on, come on. And he's trying to, he's trying to suck, he's trying to get milk. And man, And he's he having trouble on his throat. He's, he can't get it in. Come on, son. Come on. Come on. You got a life to live. You're gonna be. A, Man, I want you to be a, a soul, and I want you to be a come on, son, come on. And I'm walking around, I'm praying, come on, come on. Something's trying to get him. It's a spirit, a spirit of death. And my wife's worried. And, and man, we got through seven days at the NICU, and, and all of a sudden, something was coming in the room at night, and it was grabbing my wife, and it was pounding on her body. And man, a spirit of death, images and c- of carnage. And my son, man, hey, Pastor, what is this thing? It's a generational curse. It's a spirit that has come down the family line. And It's coming for your little boy i said how can these things be one sunday didn't have nowhere to preach it and uh, my wife said where we going i just woke up at a half sleep i said this is where we're going never been there before we went there and it was apostolic church and and, uh, man they had a visiting evangelist there Amen. And he gets to preach and he stops. He says, he says, I don't know who I'm talking to. He said, but somebody here is fighting a spirit that's come after your little son. Or is fighting a spirit of death that has come down the family tree. He said, but God sent me to tell you that God is going to break that spirit. It was a spirit of fear and intimidation. And I watched for months. I wake up in the middle of the night. My wife going back and forth trying to get this thing. Trying to pray through this thing. Man, baby, just come on. Just come back to sleep. And then it's it's shaking her. Got her in convulsions and sweats at night. And finally we got home December 2018. It was a Sunday night. Amen. About three o'clock in the morning, I opened my eyes. And there stood this perverse, dark, morose spirit by my bedside. They started to interrogate me. Yeah. Where's your God at? Where's your God? He started to interrogate me. I started to answer him. Before I could answer him, God said, He don't ask the questions. You ask the questions. I said, in the middle of his talking, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I said, tell me who you are. He stopped. He said, I'm the spirit of fear. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, tell me where you're from. Without any hesitation. He said, I am from the deepest part of hell. I said, all right. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, tell me what your weakness is. Without any hesitation, he said, my weakness is exceeding faith. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Just speak the word and brother he started to leap at me but he just shook his head he walked out of my bedroom through the living room and out of my house uh, and I've come to tell somebody uh, as they begin to sing listen you've got a mandate from heaven Uh, you've got a God on your side Uh, you've got a church that believes in you uh, and you've got a brotherhood uh, that compares to none Uh, you ought to stand to your feet uh, and lift up your voice uh, and give God praise uh, unto the king of kings come on all through this house you want to lift up your voice you want to shout to god amen i'm coming towards hell